0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Ki yarchiv Hashem, as, as gevulcha, Hashem is going to expand your boundaries, and you will decide that you want to eat meat. So the pasuk tells us, bechol avas nafshecha tochal basar. But with all the desire of your soul shall you eat meat. Pirsh Rashi, so Rashi explains, this teaches you the appropriate way of behavior, the proper etiquette. A person should not desire meat. Only in a state of Openness and broad, a broad state of mind, and in a state of wealth. Meaning, because the way the Torah describes is the Torah makes it seem like your 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 soul is desiring meat, like your mind is expanding into this place. Which means that if you don't have a lot of money and you're feeling pressure, and spending money on meat would create a further pressure and the expense, then a person should not be eating meat, because meat is meant to be eaten in a um, very uh, open, relaxed state of mind. Well, the verse says meat. Let's let's see what the, where this goes. So the Medrash says, Oseh mishpat la'ashukim, God... Does judgment, does judgment for those who have been taken. No saying lechem, God gives bread to the hungry. Matir asurim, Hashem releases those who are um, confined in prison. Iron shem. Anyway, the Isa b'Sefer Katan miBal So there's a teaching in one of the books quoting the Bal Shemtov. The Bal Shemtov is describing is explaining the chapter in Tehillim that talks about the different people who are in different states of danger, who have, uh, when they experience a miracle, they have to give um, thanks to Hashem. And one of those people, one of those groups of people is, is described as rievim Gam tmeim. They are hungry. Also, they are thirsty. Nafsham bahemtis ataf, their souls are enveloped in it. And the Balshantov explains, Shikashi has the following difficulty. Lama asa Hashem Why did Hashem make it? The yustava v'cheshik l'machalim elu. Why is it that Hashem arranged that a person should have a desire and a want for these foods? must be she also It must be that there's a spark of the soul of man in that food. Before we go on, let's explain that so that we don't misunderstand this. We tend to think of Avodas Hashem, the service of Hashem, as connected to Davening and to Learning. And then, in our minds, we take other things that we do the rest of the day, and we consider them to be the um, time in between. So we think just like you have work, you have a job, you go 9 to 5, you um, clock in, you clock out. But then at some point, you have to take a lunch, and at some point, you have to use the restroom. So those are times that you aren't working. So we think that that's the way the service of Hashem works I, have to, I go to shul and I daven and then I learn some Torah and I do some mitzvahs and I give some tzedakah that's my service of Hashem but then at other times I need to do stuff to maintain myself I've got to eat I've got to, uh, I've got to drink I've got to work and those are times in between my service of Hashem and the Bal Shem Tov is trying to teach us that that's a very big mistake we are serving Hashem 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 354 days, 12 hours and 793 parts of it, right? <laughs> hey, We are... Uh, uh, the Avodah um, Hashem is something we are doing day and night. So when you go to work, you are in the service of Hashem doing work. And when you are eating, you are doing work. But we Now, even if you get this point, you'll say, oh, yeah, but davening is the higher level of the service of Hashem. Eating is a service of Hashem, but it's not on the level of, uh, of davening. That's also a mistake. Because if you would know the kinds of fixings that you can accomplish in the world, in the universe, through the process of eating... You would eat all the time. No. You, 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 Your eating would take on a whole new definition. So says the Tzfas Emes that that's what this verse is saying. Reavim, that they are hungry, also they are thirsty. Nafsham He says, as we've discussed a number of times in this class, that there are sparks of holiness that are all over the world that are meant for us to elevate and to try to fix. And one of the most important places is where the, those sparks of holiness is within our food. And the food that comes to us and each of us is meant to be in a specific place, in a specific time, to do certain kinds of fixings, which is why we have desires to have certain foods. Now, as we'll see, which I think is what, what's bothering you, is that, is that what this is talking about is when it isn't your body that's having the desire for the food, but your soul, that There's a desire of the soul, meaning that there's some spiritual connection that you're having. So if it's just in order for you to indulge in physical pleasure, it'll feel like a different craving than if you are craving it because of some spiritual um, um, need. So he says that if a person does feel this desire and need for these foods, and again, in the proper way, then that means that there is a spark in that food that's related to your soul within, within that food. <speaking> because their soul is enveloped within this food, <speaking> and that's why the person is feeling this hunger and this thirst, that is a way your senses, senses are going off. Now what this does is answers a great question. And I'm going to explain this question. I'm, I'm going to use a marshal that we've used before because I think it really makes the point. Does anyone, has anyone ever had a desire to fill up their car tank with twice as much gas as it can handle? Why not? Because I like my shoes dry. It's a waste. It's a waste, right? But I'm not so much focused on why you wouldn't do it. I'm asking why you don't have the desire to do it. Right, but but yet I never find myself in the station saying, you know, if I just add a few more gallons, we we don't you know why? Because it's futile. It's futile, but also because the gauge is outside of me. When, that, when the car goes off, that light goes on and says low fuel, it's not something, like some people get become anxious, like, oh my gosh, the light went on, the car is about to stop, but, but that's, that, that's anxiety. What we're talking about is the person doesn't feel like, oh, you know, I was feeling like, I'm feeling like it's outside of me. So there's this machine that the only reason why I know it's empty is because I have this dial that tells me how much is left and it gives me a warning when it's too low. But otherwise, it's outside of me. Hashem could have made it that when it comes to our energy, that we should have that same, same system where I simply realize that I'm low and refill. It could have been separate for me. But Hashem tied it in to our soul and into our emotions, which is why we abuse it. And we, we, we've now trained ourselves to have the, the low fuel light go off when the brakes need... Um, refilling when the tires are low, everything, all it does is our body goes, well, I guess we need more fuel. And so we eat with every problem that we have. That's what we do because we've messed up the system. But that's because the way that Hashem made it is that the low fuel light or gauge inside of us is connected to our emotions. And the question is, why did Hashem do that? And the answer is, because it was meant to be a spiritual gauge and therefore must be connected to our emotions because that's where the spirituality is so we were supposed to feel, A, when we're hungry but we're also supposed to feel a certain affinity or connection to certain foods so the way it's supposed to be is when you go to a shmorg somewhere in there there might be a spark that's connected to you and you're feeling on a spiritual level you know, those those, um Those stakes really um, connect to my soul. But because we've ruined our sensors, so because of that, we say, well, I guess I better have a little bit of everything that's here. But the way it was supposed to be is connected to the soul in this way. See, he says, Behem Divrei Elohim Chaim. Now, the Baal Shem Tov says this, and he's bringing this as a message directly from God. Because how does the soul, how does your neshama get satisfaction from food? Unless it was connected to the soul as well. He says, because at what point am I consuming food that sustains my soul? Where is the soul food? <laughs> is that why after it discusses this, it lists, here's the foods that... Are those foods listed that are going to affect your soul the best? Is that why? Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's connected to it. He, he's not going to go here in this piece, but yes. So the answer is because Hashem has put into the physical food there is a spiritual equivalent, and life would be different if you would connect to the spiritual equivalent in the food in place of connecting only to the physical. Ali um, Deza, yeah, and uh, the. They've said, um, you hear this all the time, that uh, it's not just it's not just what we eat, but how we eat. You know, for example, uh, people say that uh, if we would eat half as much in twice as much time, then not only would we be healthier, but we would even be fuller. But we're eating half the food. Yeah, but. In, in twice the time. Meaning that if we would put our minds and our souls into the process of eating, it would take on a whole new definition. So he says, That's why we connected um, the, two, the, the two lines. We praise Hashem, that Hashem does just, justice for those who are trapped. And then it says, He gives food to the hungry because while the spark because that spark of holiness while it's lost in the inanimate or in the vegetable or in the animal it's in prison (laughs) these sparks of holiness are trapped in nature So, by giving bread to the hungry. The food ascends to the level of humanity. Which allows them to ascend back to their source in holiness. This is why we're called, human beings are called medaber. Usually we say it's because what separates us from animals is that we are speakers. But the word medaber in Hebrew doesn't only mean to speak. But also means, Daber means to lead, to be a leader. Daber, um, she was so for because we are the end of the elevation of all food. We are the, the top of the spiritual food chain. Svininza, Humani, Kulam, we run the world, Kol shatata, everything was placed beneath his feet. Yes. So Gilgulim, Gilgulim is a little bit of a different discussion than Sparks of Holiness, which is just elements of creation which are related to souls. But that's a complicated concept. We're not directly speaking of Gilgulim, but Gilgulim is related to this. So, for example, let me give an example, and he's gonna he's gonna quote this uh, later on. That on on Shabbos, it's automatic. Everything that you eat is elevated because Shabbos the whole day is just. A spiritual experience, which is bathing in holiness. So, which is why uh, on, on, on Shabbos it's very important at every meal to eat fish. Because the tzaddikim, if they do need to come back to the world, even for the slightest thing, always come back as fish, because fish needs the least amount of uh, fixing. There's no shchita. there's no, uh, all it just needs to be is a kosher fish, and at that point, basically any way that you eat it is going to be kosher. So if a tzaddik needs to come back, they come back as fish, which is why the custom is that fish is served at every meal and at the beginning of the meal. So that when you, um, the way it's supposed to be, is that Friday night, you should be starving. That's the way it should be um, this and you know the way people eat Friday night, yeah. everyone fulfills this seemingly. So, and then then you you soften it a little bit by eating drinking the kiddush and the challah, and then in that state of hunger you attack the fish, and that because it's Shabbos is going to elevate um, the sparks of the tzaddikim. So there's this concept of Gilgulim. And uh, and that's related to but that, you're supposed to have fish at all three meals. That is a very big uh, deal. A fish up I can yeah. understand, but vegetables we come back as a vegetable without kind we well, with of the vegetable. Well it's not you know, the neshama doesn't come back as an apple, but it's the spark that's related to the neshama. The concept of Gilgulim is a is a is a whole series. A little bit. A little bit. He's going to discuss it a little bit. Is is there any uh, special connection between things that have been shown scientifically to cause pleasure when you eat them and this concept? For example, well, chocolate. We know from research studies has the capacity to make a person feel better is well, uh, let, person let me answer that question better. let me answer that question in a way that you uh, might not expect me to answer um, the the worst thing that has ever happened to food is recipe books which tell you that these cookies need two and a half cups of chocolate chips the way to know how many chocolate chips to put into these cookies is to feel in your heart Am I right? To feel in your heart how many chocolate chips these cookies need. And, 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 and so I would say scientific studies of what tastes good, you just need uh, um, a, a good family reunion. To, to see what food tastes good. Like, you get people together, and you get people who know how to eat, and they'll tell you what tastes good. So I, I think that the science of it can try to, but I think human beings are better than scientists, so not that they're two distinct groups um, at, at figuring out what's, what's delicious. And there is a scientific study to it, but I think that that um, reduces a pleasure into mathematics, which... For some people, is is pleasurable, but uh, it, it's not the same as, as good flavor, I think, right? I think baking is a lot different cooking. Baking is scientific. You have to have if you know the right number of eggs and the right amount of flour. It's going to fall apart. Again, I'm not. I obviously, you can't just empty a a, a a whole bag of flour and just say this is what my heart says. But but reducing it to numbers and trying to um, make a using the scientific exact method. Sense for for baking cookies and takes away from the neshama of the cookies. You cookies. Right?
1: <laughs> right. But I have eaten plenty. Yes.
0: Well, I, I, I would disagree with you. The, what we're talking about here is the spirituality of food. And if you know any human being that can survive without food, then maybe for them you would have to reduce the concept of food. But everyone eats. And as we said before, we're not talking about how much you're eating, but how you're eating. And so, and so, so we, we must take this part of what we do every day, which is eating, we must take so, that process and turn it into a holy experience so that's what that's what we're talking about oh, here well that's, that's, that I can
1: appreciate. well that's what we're talking about I'm sorry I'm yeah. the
0: to the that's right so he says uh, uh, yeah very good so hashem matir asurim. hashem releases the imprisoned yarcha v'ashem gvulcha. but the torah doesn't say by the desire of your soul you should eat meat it says when Hashem will broaden your boundaries, which the simple reading of the verse means, that it used to be that if you wanted to eat meat, you would have to bring a korban in the Beis Hamikdash. But then, when you, but that's all while well, you're in the wilderness, and the Mishkan was. Um, No, just a short walk away. You know, two thousand amas, which is uh, you know at most a twenty-minute walk to the Mishkan. So, if you wanted to eat meat, you take it to the Mishkan, you bring a carbon shlamim, and then you. But what happens when you arrive in Eretz Yisrael and your boundaries have been broadened, and now every time you want to eat meat, you got to drive up to the base of Mikdash. And uh, how, how is that going to work? So Hashem says, no, no, no. When you arrive and your ba- boundaries are broadened, at that point you can eat meat with the desire of your soul. That's the simple understanding of the verse. You huh? does it, does it to ask. Well, the verse is referring to meat. I think that question was asked before, but uh, yes. That is related to the concept of not eating before the evening. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the, um, if we had time we could get into that, but uh, that's uh, outside. Yes? Is it related in some way to this the concept of private idols? that Private, to private is bad. It, it is related to it, although the may only have been olos on those ba'mos. Not uh, anything that we could eat. So he says, um, Hashem will broaden your boundaries. So he says, it also refers to us meaning that in order for you, and this is to answer your question, in order to do this, you have to expand a little bit of your sense, your Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of holiness that's within you. You need to better the senses. You need to clean the sensors within you so that they should better understand and grasp these holy elements. That's what it means, so Hashem will broaden your boundaries. And he explains like this, it means your boundaries. Hashem is endless. In every creation, certainly in man, gave you a point, a spark of holiness. And it's, it's bound to a certain... It's within a certain boundary. You, your spiritual self, everyone has a physical self and a spiritual self. Your spiritual self has boundaries and limits because you're not infinite. You're not infinite. But when you work on yourself and you work on your service of Hashem, you can actually expand the reach of your neshama, of your soul. Meaning you can understand concepts more. You can start to feel. And I think everyone can test, testify to this. There was at one point where maybe Shabbos was just a day when you did stuff, and then at some point something hit you. And you said, you know what? Shabbos feels different. That was your in the Shama expanding. That was your s- sensors being able to pick up a deeper level. And we should always be growing our neshama and expanding our boundaries. That's why the inside of you is called the boundary. Because it's the boundary of how far you spiritually reach. The Beis HaMikdash is also called our boundary. As we say in our Daviding, plant us in our boundaries. Because that as the place of the soul also has certain places that it reaches. So he says, eating meat is a dangerous experience because if you eat for the sake of... Eat, being like an animal and consuming the animal and just taking ap- pure pleasure in the food then you are only feeding your body and that spark within the food can't be elevated but ki-yarchiv, when you broaden things when a person's mind, your knowledge, your view of things is expanded. <laughs> <As> it says, <laughs> That Hashem it actually increases the strength within your neshama. <laughs> As you ascend from level to level of nefesh, ruach, neshama, <laughs> the more spiritual and holy you are, and Ivram You have to elevate the rest of creation as well, which is why Hashem made it that just like in the Beis HaMikdash, we have to have every carbon has to have domeim, and chai and medaber. Every animal, every carbon has to have the animal, which is the living being. Well, there's the person who's offering it. Then there's the living being, the the animal that you're bringing. And then there's the flower offering or the wine offering, which is the tzomeach, which is the vegetable world. And then Hashem said that every carbon has to have salt on it. Salt is the inanimate that we have to add onto every carbon. Hashem also made it that every one of us needs to have Domem Tzomeach and Chay Medaber within our diet. Now you will say that some people who don't... Who don't uh, medaber here, meaning not cannibalism, but you yourself, um, are, are part of will say, well, what about the people who don't eat meat? So they've chosen to not fix the world within that system. Now, obviously, if there's a health issue, then there's a health issue. The same could be true if a person would have health problems and they can't eat fruits and vegetables. Um, I, I doubt that that exists. But if that were true, then they wouldn't be able to fix that part of the world. But Hashem made it that we need... And within the human system, in fact, there's uh, there's certain um, um, vitamins and, and nutrients that you can only get through eating a fish or or, or, or li- living things. The point is living things, and uh, and uh, that that's the way you were created. Now, could you take vitamins to replace that? Maybe. But um, you, have to, you have to it doesn't right it's never the same as getting it from food. The body recognises food because that's the way you were built. And he's saying it's because you neshama in the is meant to elevate the different parts of creation. <speaking in Hebrew> the broader your soul, the more expansive, the more broad are the are the instruments which is refers to the body and the soul, which is a famous teaching amongst the Hasidim, that you know people I get I'm not talking about anyone who's a vegetarian for health purposes, that um, you know obviously if there's medical issues, there's medical issues. But the people who say that we shouldn't eat meat, because how could we be so cruel to the animals so besides of the fact that you end up eating vegetables, which is the animal's food, so you're eating up all their food, so you're not doing them any more favors. That's, that's okay. but, or, or, as one fam- or as one famous omnivore quoted, he said, if, if God didn't want us to eat cows, he wouldn't have made them out of meat. But this, this, besides that, on, on, a, on a spiritual level... On a spiritual level, it, this is what the holy books tell us, that there is no greater favor that you can do for the animal than to turn the animal into a human being and use the animal for the service of Hashem, something which that spark of holiness within the animal could never accomplish. And it, right, and it could be that a person who doesn't have the ability to make brachas properly, maybe, maybe they shouldn't eat Meat because then they're not doing the animals any favors, um, and they should do well. They can't eat the vegetables, so so they they should just eat salt and water. Okay,
1: (laughs) page 58. Yes.
0: Yep. Is there a, a base for that? Yeah, there, there is. There is a a lot. If, if we would if we would eat spiritually, in the proper way, so many of the of the um, issues that we have would be resolved. Uh, just an example. Okay, page fifty eight. I don't know how I'm going to try to do this because this is a, a beautiful yeah, Sophie, teaching. Sophie has a question. Oh yes. Well, so that's for this reason. Because on Shabbos and Yom Tov, we're, we're automatically spiritually connected. So, so on Shabbos and Yom Tov, we should have meat more so on Yom Tov because Yom Tov is a time of joy. So joy is actually one of the keys to access the expansion of the soul. In the state of happiness, your soul expands. In the state of sadness. So even though on Shabbos, we still say, Yismuchu ba'mal um, we still rejoice on Shabbos, but it's not zman simchasenu like like Yom Tov is really the time of joy, which is why Yom Tov. But on Shabbos, you should also have meat. Meat represents happiness. Well, meat is the is the highest level of the sparks, the greatest elevation that you can do within the food is within the meat, where it's already reached this high level, and that's why the meat needs so many steps to make it kosher because it needs all these fixings in order to get what. That would be wine. Well, the, the wine is a whole a whole other process that, that that's related to the Garden of Eden. Yes. So, I was under the understanding that if somebody didn't like meat, they didn't. They, you're only supposed to eat meat on holidays if you enjoy it. That's true. What I'm saying is that there might be something. Why the, Why wouldn't a person like me? So there, it might be that the person uh, has a, a spiritual disconnection, and um, because if your um, human beings were made to like me. Yes. Uh, how true I get uh, mm-hmm. like if we it, it may the animal through us ask its exact is that true? It, it the the sparks of holiness ascend up and return to their place which is a whole another discussion but yes. Oh, okay. so, yes. So you just said human beings were created, were created with, isn't that a lower level? No, no. The, that that that's a that's a good question. That has to be explained. But that has to do with whether the animals had the sparks before the no, the, no. the flood or not, and also whether we were in the ability uh, ability to fix it. But uh, all hot dogs go to heaven. Is that the okay, um, let's just try to do this quickly. Page fifty eight. Just continuing on the same theme. But Paseki Yarchiv Hashem, Hashem will expand, Ta'va Nafshecha, by the desire of your soul. So he says, again, very clear, Ta'va Saguf Loniska, the verse does not say your body will desire meat. Because if your body desires meat, you should not be eating meat. It has to be that your soul is desiring meat. And that's why I, I tell, um, you know, hey kids, if you don't like the food, you get an even bigger mitzvah if you eat it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but offering two desserts does. <laughs> okay. So he says, <laughs> that's why the Torah is kind of promoting the eating of meat, because it's called, <speaking> you're eating it by the desire of your soul, <speaking> as I wrote elsewhere, meaning, the last piece that we just read. Okay. Says the Svassam is an amazing concept. I wish I had more time to expand on it, I'm going to try to say it very quickly. The Hadam, Rak Chazak, the Torah tells you strengthen yourself, motivate, inspire yourself to overcome, not to eat or drink the blood. Uh, not very often does the Torah give us an inspirational message. with The Torah says, don't steal. The Torah doesn't say, I know it's going to be hard, but try your best. And if it gets really difficult, really motivate and inspire yourself not to steal. And not stealing is actually hard. Not stealing, uh, robbing a bank is not hard. But not doing those little things which are technically, consi- some of those are hard. And the Torah doesn't give us the pep talk, but when it comes to eating blood, chazak, strengthen yourself. You can do it. So he says, "In ki who has a desire to have blood? Caesar. Okay, uh, who who wants? Who, now there is a concept of having a bloody piece of meat, but right. but." That's not still won't explain why the Torah tells us that okay. you can do it. You can motivate yourself. You can then be inspired. So th- I'm going to say this outside. Then we'll read it inside. It says the Sfas that there are different kinds of desires that exist in the world, and everyone here has different yechidahars. Now you have a Har. There's two kinds of people. There's those people who think that the sins that they do are the worst sins in the world, and therefore everyone is better than me, because they're not doing the averas that I'm doing. And then there are the other people who say, at least my Averis are small Averis. All these other people that are doing Averis, their Averis are really bad. Both of those are wrong. Because everyone has their yates or horrors, everyone's got their challenges, everyone's got their things that they are hopefully working on, but at least everyone's got their own desires. Now, the thing is, if you would tell me that that person has a desire to cheat on their taxes or steal in some other kind of way, I can intellectually understand it. If someone told me that this person has a desire to eat non-kosher food, I can intellectually understand it, even if I don't share this desire to eat what looks like garbage food, maybe just because I'm used to uh, kosher food, but, but I can understand that there are people who have this desire. But then, some Yates are horrors that I don't get it. I don't get it, like, why, how, what's so good about that that you're willing to burn for that? Like, at least that would be something that's enjoyable, but yet there are desires that people lose themselves over that I don't get. So he says, Mishra says, that he found the answer in this, where the Torah says, listen, I know it's going to be really hard, but you can overcome this desire not to have blood. He says, because what are we talking about here? We're talking about here, someone who has in their neshama a spiritual desire to eat meat. So he says, we're talking about the desires of the neshama which are not the same as the desires of the goof. He says, that the verse is referring to someone who has transcended all the physical desires of the body and they're having the the desires of the soul, he says, adayin, You simply don't understand that desire yet. And if you would spiritually elevate yourself, would you, you would no longer be interested in the food from a physical perspective, but only from a spiritual perspective, and your, your senses would be linked to the spiritual element, you would have a great desire to consume blood, because spiritually speaking, that is very powerful. So he says you don't understand it because you're not linked you don't have. So you go into these new cars and they have gauges for all kinds of stuff that you previously didn't have gauges for. When you would re- uh, elevate yourself spiritually, all of a sudden you have new desires. <speaking in Hebrew> There's both ways. <speaking in Hebrew> As you ascend from level to level, <speaking in Hebrew> you also have these desires. <speaking in Hebrew> and I'm going to say it very simple like this. There are. There are desires that you don't understand. And he's saying that when a person is spiritually elevated, you heard the expression, Kala amenu, when you're greater than, than um, someone else, you have a greater yetzahara. So he's saying that actually a person spiritually works on themselves to perfect themselves, to elevate themselves, and they find that as they reach this level, they have a new desire for something strange that other people have never had, other people don't have the desire. Something which intellectually they wouldn't have understood up till now, and all of a sudden they have this desire because the nish- the, the the challenges of the neshama bring different yitzharis than the challenges of the goof. Can you say that one more time? Can I say that one more? Th- I can try. I'll say that again. <laughs> what? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the other direction quickly. And um, so, the saying is like this: that when when you when you're spiritually elevated, and you're now connected to different elements of your soul, all of a sudden you get new desires that previously you didn't have and didn't even make sense before because you're now on a spiritually higher plane and all of a sudden you have desires that don't even make sense to other people. Now, he stops there because that's the point that he's making. But the same is true in the other direction. There are people who are perverted. Um, I'm not trying to use any specific example and certainly not referring to anyone that anyone knows, but, but um, the people who, have, who are, perver- and, and they, they bring their soul down, and all of a sudden their perversions start to take on new levels, where they start desiring things that to most other people don't make sense. They want disgusting, filthy acts that, that don't, it doesn't make sense that a human being would have desire for those kinds of disgusting behaviors. And yet they do. It's because they've now transcended the realm within the body in the other direction. And now they're, so what he's saying is that there is a certain area of normal. But he's, but this is an amazing idea that he's suggesting. when you will expand, your soul will desire. So he's saying that you should know that when you do reach a spiritual elevation, you might all of a sudden encounter this strange, unexplainable desire to consume blood. And that's connected to a certain very high realm that um, that it would be the mirror image of these desires that don't make sense to people. You know, I could you explain the, the desire? Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.